Welcome everyone to If These Balls Could Talk. This is Mark along with John and Pete. And joining us tonight is our special guest, George Robert. Hey, George Robert. Hello. Hi, everyone. Uh, we would actually like to start the episode by wishing Bronny James a full recovery after starting a cardiac arrest a few days ago. We hear that he's been released from the hospital and is resting at home. Uh, as we all remember from Damar Hamlin, this is a very serious condition that can hit anyone suddenly for a variety of reasons. It was great to see that Damar is back playing the game that he loves and that he uh, provides hope to a young man with hopefully a very bright future. We wish you the best. That was very nice, Mark. Thank you, Mark. How's everyone been? I hope to, I mean, sorry to start on uh, kind of a gloomy topic, but We're let's, let's brighten everyone's spirits now. John, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Pete and a friend of ours and I, we went to see Oppenheimer last night and it was very, very long and very, very loud, but it was awesome. How long? It was like three hours. I, I almost fell asleep only twice, but I was tired and I'm old, so it's fine. Oh. Mission Impossible is almost three hours, right? <laughs> I didn't see that yet, but we're going oh, to. Oh, I thought you did see it. No, I, I did the work with Jamie and we caught up we, to it. all the Mission Impossible movies. And so we're going to see that. And I did the work when we caught up to all the Fast and the Furious movies. We're going to see that because uh, she's like a teenager now. So we're watching cool stuff. Pete, how, how are, are you? you? Doing all right. Still, uh, just getting everything set up. And uh, actually, it's been a busy work week this week. We have a, a big project that's coming towards its finish. So, all hands Where's my on baby deck. watch sound bite, guys. Didn't I thought you said you made it? I uh, know I didn't make it. You well, make instead it. of instead of uh, baby watch this week, it has been intern at work watch. So we and and new and new recruits. So we got a lot of new people at work that have started. Some are some are interns. Some are new employees. So it's like. A gajillion people, and now we're all rushing to finish this big project. So it's it's been it's gone from like how do you fit a gajillion people in your office? It's that's what I want to know. (laughs) It it is very hard. We've expanded, so we're in the entire upstairs now. So anyway, uh, we're just about done with that. So hopefully things can settle down a little bit, so everybody can actually like get acquainted with working. Oh, and I saw Oppenheimer last night with John. That was pretty sweet. (laughs) Oh wow. It yeah, was, uh, it's intense. It was long. Yeah, it was long. It, it is long. Someone, someone thought it was long, long and loud. So they did a lot of really cool stuff. They're trying to like make you feel the stress of the bomb. And so it was lots of moments of like incredible silence mm. when there shouldn't be. And then it was like, oh, the bomb just went off. Right. And so you, you almost feel the aftershock, which was cool. Like artistically, it was pretty cool. Yeah, no, I, I, I really like enjoyed mo- it. I like movie. Movie good. <laughs> For sure. I, I had a All good right. time. It's very heavy. Let's get to know our friend George, shall we? Yes. Uh, now, now, George, we, we know you played in an adult soccer league at Afram Sports Park for a few years. That's even how you met your now wife, Janice, who was actually on another team. So hey, Janice. please tell us or how long you've been playing that sport. And do you follow any professional teams and whether or not you actually still play? Mm, OK, lots of good questions there. Um, so, yeah, as you said, met my wife through soccer, um, which I was not a soccer player growing up. Got a job after college, right? So 26-year-old, moved back home, basically worked all day, went home to my room and did nothing. And it was very boring. Uh, so some of my buddies that I had met through college started joined, or joined a soccer team. So I decided to try that out. Ended up being a lot of fun. A couple of years into it, this cute blonde girl joined the team. And it kind of took off somewhat quickly, I guess. I was a little timid at first, but uh, 
eventually asked her to go grab drinks one night. And yeah, we ended up getting married several years after that. The only story really out of that is I remember telling my friend's dad, this is before I even like spoke to Janice, like that girl's going to be my girlfriend someday and like had that <laughs> confidence, which I generally do not have. But yeah, I guess it worked out. We are married. So there's oh, and now great. you're staffing a football team. Yes, and we have three children now. That's true. Now you're stopping a football team. It's awesome. <laughs> she's definitely the soccer star. She grew up playing soccer. She's much better than me. Uh, she's the the all star for sure. But uh, I pretended to like it for a bit. So we went to uh, <laughs> went to like some MLS games. Went to the red yeah the Red Bulls down in Jersey. Saw them. That was cool. Um, it's a good thing I wrote a ton of soccer questions for you. Yeah, uh, I, we'll see. I, I may have also done that. <laughs> yeah, we went it's actually like we last women's guess. World Cup. Yeah, we went to um, the semifinals up in Montreal. It was nice. uh, mm. yeah USA versus Germany, which I did not know when I bought the tickets, but that worked out well that USA <laughs> made it that far. Yeah. No, you did know. You planned it ahead. I knew. I, I did. I yeah, he knew, he knew it all. It. He knew yeah, everything, yeah. Janice. So <laughs> that's how he planned it. Yeah. So that was cool. That was a good game. Better than the finals, if I remember right. I think they smoked whoever they played in the finals that year. I think they won like close game with us. That so. was a good game. That was a good game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't remember all the parts of your question. I feel like that was a good chunk of it. Uh, <laughs> I mean, do you follow any other teams right now? For soccer, not really. Are you uh, done pretending you like soccer? I yeah, do. What about other sports? Still wa- I watch like the World Cup games. So as I mentioned, three kids. One was born in October, which was when, during the Men's World Cup. So we were, I was home from work. So I was able to catch literally every single game I think I watched uh, after the group stages, especially. So outside of that, I watch MLS a little bit, you know, follow some of the drama with Messi, stuff like that. But cat very casual fan i'd say okay are there any teams that you do follow yeah boy i like most sports i'd say so i do follow a lot of different teams or attempt to um generally speaking i'm a new york homeboy so like a lot of new york teams or jersey because it's close enough uh yeah uh so like (laughs) devils giants yankees devils Uh, over the rangers george yeah Uh, Um, i don't know man the rangers (laughs) just kind of suck (laughs) <laughs> oh, they did fine last year. The Devils had Marty Brodeur for a while. That's the real reason. No, the real reason is we used to have the farm team. So the River Rats were the farm team for the Devils. Oh, so, that's true. The River yeah, Rats. Grew up watching the River Rats, you know, move up to the big leagues, uh, mm-hmm. play on the Devils. So it was cool. Used to be season ticket holders as a kid. Nice. So my parents would bring me to all the home games. The Rangers had Mark Messier and Adam Richter and... Jesus I didn't Christ. get to watch them at the Pepsi Arena, so they don't count. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's fine. Yeah. I remember Pearl Jam did a show here in 06, did a concert at the, I don't know if it was the Times Union Center already or the Pepsi, but he goes like, Eddie Vedder is like, hey man, glad to be here in the uh, whatever arena, home of the Albany River Rats. Like he was like, what the hell is your team name? Like this, this is pretty weird. So then he immediately goes on and plays like on purpose, the weirdest set that he said for the freaks. And he played the song Rats, which was awesome. <laughs> yeah, and Rowdy was not a good-looking rat. I mean, he looked like he crawled oh, out of the river. That was a, and that was a weird... Mascot. That was a really weird-ass weird. mascot. Yeah, I mean, really weird. It's a very specific image when you think about river rats yeah. at all. They picked it up at Goodwill or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they it was really a used right. Halloween costume a little for bit. sure. <laughs> now, the Empire, that's a sports team name. Oh, Are we allowed to the... talk about them? I don't know how that works. Yeah, fine. We can <laughs> talk about them. Yeah, the sad, sad situation, formerly known as the Albany Air. <laughs> and now the Firebirds, yeah, if we want to watch profe- the Firebirds. professional professional acts. Uh, lacro- wait, did someone team. buy him for maybe? Um, it's not the football team. It's oh. the lacrosse team. Oh, um, gotcha. And they do play at the uh, whatever the TU is now, the MVP, MVP arena. Yeah. yeah. Not is it like the same players the Empire? Arena? <laughs> probably. Like, hey, you, you guys are pretty athletic. Dude. We're going to switch sports. 
<laughs> so George, uh, yes. we used to go camping. Yes. So many years, um, bunch, a couple of friends of ours, uh, it was a small group would camp 4th of July weekend at Rogers Rock in Northern Lake George, uh, which entailed renting boats, drinking, obviously, uh, lawn games, and even jumping off of a cliff. Uh, I, did, did you partake in that or no? I watched you. That's, oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, so in addition to that, um, like all the camping that you guys have probably done in a, you know, on top of our Lake George 4th of July outings, um, you guys tend to do a lot of hiking. You seem very outdoorsy. Um, there was like a picture of you with a giant tree that we saw before. Um, you've done some serious summit hikes. Remember, you guys have climbed a decent amount. Uh, what's the allure of backpacking up a mountainside, living in a tent for a week, and showing us all up at various lawn games? Hmm. So some of that, uh, hopefully this doesn't come up too often, but I have children now, so that's kind of taken a backseat, unfortunately. But mm -hmm. yeah, back in our youth, I suppose we would... Definitely hike uh, some of like the fire towers in the Adirondacks, some of the um, yeah. the high peaks we've hiked, stuff like that. Um, Are you guys twelsters? No, we're nothing stirs. Oh. We're just we're dabblers. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, we haven't committed to any <laughs> actual Sorry. community. We just bounce around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Definitely a sense of accomplishment, a sense of feeling like you're getting some exercise in is always nice. Um, generally, the quiet uh, is peaceful depending on when you hike and where getting away from some people is always a good thing. Um, mm. and yeah, just, I think kind of that getting closer to nature feel that you have on a hike, especially if it's a, an all day type event, right. Where you're hiking for 12 miles or something like that. Right. Um, not that we did that too often, but you know, <laughs> even a couple hours in the woods, <laughs> oh, you yeah. kind of feel like you've forgotten about the r real world for a bit. So, yeah, I think, Steph and I have done quite a few summits now ourselves, and uh, I feel like you guys partially inspired us. Like we had done hikes before, but then talking to you and Janice, uh, it's like, oh wow, they climbed a lot of stuff. So that was really cool to see uh, or to do. And I, I totally hear you. It's it's such a cool thing, even even the, along the journey, but especially when you get up to that top and just yeah, see the this gorgeous great. view. Yeah, and then the meal when you get to the bottom is my favorite part too. Oh, you're absolutely. Starving after That's... yeah, burning calories all day long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anything yeah. I do is because so I can eat afterwards. Yeah, I'd say yeah. hiking fits into that for sure. You're pretty hungry by the time you're done. So, oh, so Pete, yeah. you've opened the door up a little bit. Do you want to talk about either the time you had to walk three miles to your car or the time you had to get saved by the uh, by the, the Mounties? Oh, which one? Yeah. <laughs> oh, the, the the getting saved was the... Well, they that were, they epic. Weren't, they weren't on horses, but they did bring a boat because we were literally... It's the like, word that came out of my head, but yes, you got yeah. saved by a, 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 a boat park ranger, and that's amazing, honestly. It's called the Tongue Mountain Range on Lake George, and it's three summits in a row. It is a 14 and a half mile hike. We started it a little too late, thinking it was 10 or 11 miles. All trails, uh, we, just, we just misread the whole thing. And uh, yeah, we were at the very pinnacle of this Tongue Mountain Range, and the sun went down. And that was it. And we're like, shit, we're more than five miles away from the nearest like speck of civilization and in the middle of nowhere on an island in you like act like it October. was a you you speak of this as a, it was a surprise the sun went down <laughs> <laughs> to I be know, fair eclipse that day yeah what the hell <laughs> yeah. to be fair Steph and I thought that it was like four or five miles shorter so we would have timed it just <laughs> right it gets no. dark real quick too right once the sun goes behind the trees so like yeah. uh yeah. you don't even realize and all of a sudden it's pitch black yeah and I I had 
Uh, yeah, Steph is uh, is in chat now, and she reminded me. Yeah, it's, it was also November when we did this, not October. So the sun set at six. So we really didn't have that much time. We, we probably should have done it sooner. But if you do it sooner, there's rattlesnakes. <laughs> On <Upon> hindsight. <laughs> yeah. So it's so it's no sunlight or snakes. It's your choice. The last time I, I actually uh, hiked around Lake George, I ran into a rattlesnake, and it, it was actually bright oh. broad daylight out. Damn. Yeah. They're they're uh, along the the one side there. So, George, I highly recommend uh, doing all the Lake George peaks, you know, to see rattlesnakes and run out of time. Yeah, you really, <laughs> really, really make me want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I will say that was the most gorgeous view of the lake I've ever, like, we've you ever seen. You guys seen. need to, like, team up once, um, once your future son is old enough to do, like, easy ones and, like, do, like, kid-friendly hikes together. Because, I mean, they're, what, be they're, great. they're even two years, they're going to be, like, two years apart, three years apart, some of them. I mean, that's awesome. Yeah. Gonna be bros. yeah, all sorts of ranges of children. Yeah, whatever, whatever age kid you want, I got one. So <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Our buddy Jane, um, he drags his kids everywhere, and they're they they boat and they hike and they weld and they're super brave. And so we went um to Maine like a month ago, and um, he brought them up a uh, a trail where there was um there was a cliff face, not a cliff face, a big one, but like a small one where they had to climb up a vertical face on sticks, and they were. So one of them, a little scared of heights, so she did a really great job and she did it. But one of them was like, this is awesome. It's the best thing ever. So Yeah, I think I've climbed Kids that hike before. Too, yo. It's, yeah, it, that, that was scary steep. I, it's like they're tiny that, humans. Yeah, they're tiny that was humans. the Bar Harbor Hill. Yeah, yeah I've been there. Bar Harbor. Bar Harbor. Bar Harbor. Bar Harbor. All right. Now that we're done doing that. <laughs> <laughs> and, <it's, laughs> and so a perfect segue um, to... Talk about kid stuff. Repeat. Um, we mentioned earlier in the show you're a father of three, and uh, we'd like to know how do you manage life with your Robert Cubs? Uh, have you gotten them into any sport leagues yet? And what sort of advice do you have for Pete on his journey into fatherhood? Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah, three kids, five years old, three years old, and we'll call it ten months. So the five-year-old, yeah, ten-ish months, whatever. Not quite a year. <laughs> So what have we done with him so far? So Wesley has done T-ball twice. So he just finished his second season in T-ball. That's awesome. Does he like yeah. it? Depends on the day. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. He's an interesting kid when it comes to effort. He often tells me how tired he is uh, after playing for five minutes because he doesn't want to do it anymore. Uh, <laughs> but other days he really likes it. I don't know. He likes hanging out in the field and staring at whatever like i love the, the logic of pre uh preschool kids just like they're trying to like dad this is this is the way it is yeah no he's very matter of fact about it for sure um nice. let me show you how life works right yeah, i've lived exactly. i've lived all of five years i know You're how so life old works. dad i've got a down path right now. about it just so tired i used to imagine that when jamie was a baby she talked in a british accent Mm. What? I, I've pooed myself. Well, she did start talking in a British accent after watching well, too she much did. Peppa Pig. She did also start talking in a British accent when she because th- she was watching Peppa Pig like the moment she was like uh, learning how to talk. Ooh, that's a that's a side question I have for George. Are there any good like kids shows and cartoons now? There's um, a million. Yeah, uh, my kids really like watching weird stuff on YouTube, uh, like adults <laughs> opening toys, uh, people mm. running over things in cars, uh, <laughs> weird clips from video games that other people have played. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, just very strange things. Be scared um, of things like Cocomelon and Miss Rachel. Um, yeah, I mean, there's like actual shows, too, but they like just, I don't know. 
literally someone's hands just like crinkling paper. It's like they'll watch that for an hour. Uh, <laughs> so I read. I'm not quite that sure. People were creating <laughs> YouTube videos with machine learning, and these YouTube videos were were designed and titled for like two year old children that just get a tablet and they watch things um, on auto uh auto run and so yeah. they like watch a thing and they'll watch the next thing and they're like they're named they're titled like with uh, as many things to mm. get the search engine for youtube to just bring them up and they'll get millions and millions of views they just like, watch so much so people were making oh, a ton yeah. of money off just the off the off the randomness of that huh yeah You're saying we true. should start a child's podcast uh, maybe <laughs> you'll have to sing a lot and dance a <laughs> yeah. lot maybe talk with a higher pitch voice we get like, to speak Cardamon is I mean, literally yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hypnosis for children, like it is straight up. We'll have to do it if these walls could talk kids' musical uh, number episode. I really do want to do a, uh, a elementary and middle school kids' sport, uh, sports episode. That would be cool. And talk mm. about gym and kids' feelings about sports. I think that would be awesome. We could do that. Shall we get started, everyone? Let's do sure. it. Bam, 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 bam. So we are in the midst of the Women's World Cup, and the American women are the favorites to win. Thus far, they've defeated Vietnam 3-0 and tied the Netherlands in the group stage. With most years... Vietnam bad. Uh, some no, they some think they, they could have done not, worse. It did not look challenging at all. I watched a lot of that game. <laughs> now, uh, with most World Cups, there's been a superstar as a face of the team, like Mia Hamm, Abby Wambach, or Carly Lloyd. Meanwhile, this team has its biggest names, uh, Alex Morgan and Megan Rapinoe, kind of taking a back seat to the incredibly young talent like Trinity Rodman and Sophia Smith. So, everyone, do we think the U.S. women's national team could be the first to ever three-peat a World Cup? Never been done on the men or the women. Really? I think that they are a dominant team and they are playing very well so far. Everybody's healthy. I don't see why they couldn't. You're right. Yes. And a lot of people are saying that their their bench, it could be a strong World Cup team as well. Like they're a very deep team this year. They're a young team, but they're mm. a deep team. They've gotten some good energy off the bench, right? Like they even do? in the Netherlands, uh, mm. I forgot who subbed in Lloyd or, or um, the other oh, L. It wasn't Lloyd. <laughs> yeah, the other L word. Yeah, I don't remember her last name, but uh, yeah, she really fired them up in the second half. They were pretty flat really the first they were half flat again. that first half yeah yeah my only fear is like getting the ball in the net right i feel like statistically if you look at it like they've been dominant in both games for the most part uh netherlands is a little tighter but like it should have been more than three nil right mm-hmm. i mm-hmm. think in that first game and then really to that second half i think they had a couple chances also where they could have made it uh into a win two one or three one even um so Alex like, Morgan was like inches away from getting that go ahead goal. Really good looks. Oh, yeah, man. she was that Very offside, good. that offside, and that one that she actually did get. Yeah, in slightly that. delayed pass. I thought they had the timing well, but mm-hmm, she took mm-hmm. off a little too quick. Yeah, like one step, but it's tough. I don't know. I think they just got to get a little bit more consistent. But I think it's, I think it's doable. So I read an article um, that 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 draw actually disappointed a bunch of people because even though it is very unlikely, there is a, st- a statistical probability that they couldn't. They might lose because if Vietnam wins, I think uh, five nothing, even though they are three nothing, even though they won't, they won't win. But if they do win, <laughs> um, there's a possibility that the U.S. might not advance because they didn't win both games. 
Yeah, I was going to say, how did the draw affect? Because it's not like a. It does. It affects yeah, them. Yeah, it I mean, does. It, it lowers the. It lowers because they won the first game by a good portion and they beat a good team in the Netherlands. But I think the um, U.S. has to lose by a significant amount, though, because they have the mm-hmm. highest goal differential right now in the group. Because yep. literally, the article's title is "They're not used to doing math," right? And they're, they're, nev- <laughs> they're never had to do math. So there'd be no math. Think about it, right? They, they, <laughs> they was told there would be no math. So I don't know. I think they're going to probably win it again because who else is going to win it? It's a lot of games. Like, it's, it's uh, a lot of games. It's yeah, a yeah, short amount right. of time. Yeah. Yeah. The, the schedule is pretty insane. In August, before you're even down to 16. Some friends and I, we were actually going to make a plan to go down there uh, to Ooh. Australia, New Zealand to watch some of the games. Oh, that'd be <laughs> amazing. Um, that'd be very cool. Unfortunately, it fell through because it's, it's a very expensive trip. Yeah. That's for yeah. sure. Oh, I mean, yeah. the flight alone is uh, is a couple thousand dollars. So we're ho- hoping that how maybe much when it how comes, how much are the tickets running? Uh, the tickets weren't so bad because uh, you could get them in a group, and then like I think there there were a couple that we were looking at, and I honestly don't remember what it was, but it was a lot less than the flight. I want to say it was like three hundred dollars or something like that for four matches. I could be wrong about that. Um, that's not. Yeah, for four yeah. games, that's. That's expensive, but it's and, not and, bad. And yeah. the one, the, and when the ones we were looking at were uh, like closer to the final as well. So okay, reasonably priced to actually see the games, just not get to that continent. One hundred thirty-five mm-hmm. on StubHub right now. Ooh, <laughs> sit, sit right in midfield. Yeah, I remember it being Damn. reasonable. I mean, it was a while ago that we went, but yeah, we sat in the nosebleeds too. But like, uh, no, nobody reasonable for a semi-final. Or... Like, yeah, apparently yeah. not. Uh, funny too. The, the, just the whole match world. we went to the. The, the next day was uh, like Canada Day or whatever it's called up there. And so it was like we're crossing the border. Everything's USA. People are chanting, screaming. The, the border's all backed <laughs> hey, up. Everyone's Day. going to the game. <laughs> and then, bam, the next day, like everyone tossed the USA flags in the trash and they all whipped out their Canadian flags and they're all having parades and parties. Uh, it was really cool <laughs> to be a part of, actually. But uh, nice. just a really quick change. Like, all right, USA, you did your thing. Like, get out of here. <laughs> now get out of here. <laughs> yeah. We supported you. Now we, now we right. hate you. Yeah. Uh, the, the World Cup will be back in the States in a few years. So maybe, maybe we'll okay. all plan a trip to go see it then. Love me some Canada Day. What's the deal with the next topic? All right. So we're going to keep it on football, non-Americano. Soccer friendlies have started around it's the world. Balls. Our favorite Welsh footballers beat the Manchester United junior squad. They Tuesday did. Night in San Diego's <laughs> Snapdragon Stadium, 3-1, to one, in front of 35,000 fans. Now, before we worry too much about this weird dark timeline where Wrexham can beat a top Premier League team, a Man U senior squad was already traveling to Houston ahead of their game with rival Real Madrid on Wednesday, um, which I was going to find the result, but I didn't. But we can look that up. Um, JV squad aside, though, this is a real showing for Wrexham. So on top of their ability to now sell out large stadiums, they did beat Manchester United. So what are our thoughts about this game? And can we speak to the continued marketing genius of McElhenney and Reynolds to put their team in a position to seem like they won that game outright? Uh, Real Madrid won 2-0. And, uh, Real Madrid uh, beat the senior squad? Interesting. Yes. So now, now you kind of just mentioned it. They, while they faced Man U, it wasn't the real Man U. But it's but felt like that was. It, oh, yeah. Hmm. I mean, there was and still... we're talking about it, right? It was still marketed as Manchester United versus Wrexham. And I even, <laughs> I even tweeted about it, too. It's like, this matchup does not sound right, but I'm excited about it. And if it wasn't on so late, I would have probably watched Ryan it. Ryan Reynolds <laughs> tweeted about it. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm sure his lovely wife, Blake, was watching on the ESPN 8 The Ocho. He was apparently <laughs> filming, uh, so McElhenney was there by himself, but he did tweet about it. So, not 
Deadpool because Deadpool is, is paused because of the strike. Oh, so, wow. Sad Panda. We all love Wrexham, right? And, and it's a it's a team that we yeah. never would have known about had it not been for Ryan Reynolds and Ma- Rob McElhaney. And uh, you know what? For for that even, we uh, most people probably wouldn't even know who Rob McElhaney is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, Rob McElhaney is a genius. I mean, Rob McElhaney is a genius. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Ryan Reynolds is the genius. He's well, going Ryan to be Reynolds like also a genius. Different. Uh, he, I'm waiting for him yeah. to surpass Elon for for uh, wealth, but because uh, mm, it could happen. That. <laughs> I don't. He makes a lot of very good business choices, so you know, yeah, only like that way. Three hundred billion dollars to go. Listen, we're we're talking about this Rexon team, and uh, they the marketing around it is just sensational. You you put Ryan Reynolds pretty much behind anything; it's probably going to sell, right? He's gonna he's that one of those kinds of people now. I'm excited for them. It's just how can you not root for for these dudes? It's like yeah, everybody's dream. You know, when you're little kids, if you're a big sports nut, it's like man. Oh, let's buy our own sports team. And I mean, who cares if it's like the seventh level of hell league of, of soccer, <laughs> like, you know, they're working their way up. I mean, it was two years ago. It's not anymore. And right. the show welcome to Wrexham was a, was a hit too. Uh, I don't know. Does anyone know if they're shooting a second season of that? Yep. I'm, I, yeah, I imagine they the would. The second cause... season is going to be about them getting out of the national league. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that is already filmed. Mm. Um, so, I mean, you look at Wrexham and their depth chart and the way they play and they're actually getting, scarily good i mean yeah. paul mullen and elliot lee are serious footballers they score mm-hmm. a ton um the set that i read was paul mullen has scored 43 goals in 62 games which is yeah. a ton of points just a ton of points elliot lee um played in the man U game he scored a goal um he scored a goal from let's look um 29 out which is uh i like to replay it was pretty impressive you know um i think that they continue to make money, continue to have good sponsorships. They're going to keep getting better players and they're just Absolutely. going to keep advancing. And I know I've yeah. said this every time we've talked about them, but I really believe that. Yeah. I just I mean, like to, think, George. to hear the update, you know? Yeah, I'd be curious. I don't know enough of the specifics, like how like salary caps or anything like that work in those leagues. Like if they market Ryan, like can he pull in just tons of cash and they can get good players or... Yeah, there there is like a salary cap, and we, yeah. depending on what league you're in, there's yeah. only a certain amount that you can go. Oh, but so yeah, the more you get moves. promoted, the yeah, more you can spend. Yeah, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk and we'll talk Money about talks, that like, in a minute. <laughs> I would love that rule in some of the you know the American professional leagues. Relegation in American sports. Seriously, hell Ooh, yeah. yes, hell yes. That would be awesome. Could you imagine like because the Oakland A's would definitely be down there. Because I mean, they haven't been mm, relevant, yeah. and they haven't been relevant in like like ten years. <laughs> they are getting <laughs> relegated out of California, so that's mm. great. Kipwat can say that backwards, and it will be next topic. <laughs> <laughs> Peter, I just gotta oh tell you, <laughs> I really love you a lot. I just do. I love you, man. I, I almost thought that was Klingon for a minute. <laughs> no, I, I, I literally I found out. What the fuck you doing? I, I found a backwards, a backwards phonetic translator. <laughs> Peter, are you having a stroke? No, I'm okay. Okay, good. Okay, good. Right. No, it's no, it's because my camera's uh, reversed. Unlike reverse, you reverse. guys. Uh, the hype around Lionel Messi has been astronomical, and he hasn't disappointed in two Inter Miami matches thus far with three goals and an assist. While in those games, Inter Miami has only tied and, and lost a match each, but everyone involved is certainly putting large investments in this going 
well for this country, including Inter-Miami signing Messi to a deal worth between 50 and $60 million per year, which I don't quite understand how they can do with the MLS salary cap. Uh, but Apple also inking a 10-year $2.5 billion deal to air MLS games. The impact of Messi Man. has yet to be fully felt, but Apple has uh, reportedly seen an uptick of 300,000 more subscribers to the MLS season pass, according to the Sports Business Journal. From a societal perspective, the country hopes to grow soccer to a comparable point to those overseas. So, everyone, what do we think will be the effect of Messi playing in the MLS on American kids and this country as a whole? Well, I think that Messi is, and, and this is the conversation around, around uh, football right now, that players like Messi, like Cristiano Ronaldo, like Kylian Mbappe, these guys can change the whole aspect of a team, right? Just yeah. by being themselves. Ted Lasso even covered it this past season. They had this guy who came in. He was amazing. Um, That's what I was going to say. He's, he's going to be like Ted Lasso's version of... Uh, Come on, you got it. Is it? Oh, Zava. Z. Zava. Zava. Yeah, Zava is that player, right? Yep. And and so that's a very common thing in in football where there's there's these game changing guys and and I mean Messi's one of them for sure. But they've tried this before, right? They've tried it with Pelé. They've tried it with uh, Beckham. They've tried it with Wayne Rooney. It hasn't really worked. But well, this it, feels yeah. different. Well, it seems like the MLS is where successful footballers come to die. <laughs> but I mean, also news, news and media and, and right? sports outreach, though, is so much further reaching, for lack of a better term, than it was when those, or at least for Pelé and, and Beckham. I mean, that was like two generations and one generation ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, not David Beckham. Uh, David Beckham still, is still alive, Pete. Oh, he's still alive, but I mean, like, he no, was but a that was, deal that was like 20 like, social like years That was like 15 years ago. Yeah, yeah right. When did the movie yeah. Bend It Like Beckham come, came out? Uh, it was a long oh, time ago. Ooh, was that 2000? But that was when uh, he was still, like, relevant. Relevant, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But well, I mean, that's still relevant when he came is, over to the MLS. I mean, Posh is sure. still cute, right? They're still... <laughs> it's you think she's man. not cute now? No, I mean, she, no, she is <laughs> still cute now. That's what I'm saying. Like, they're not that old. It hasn't been that long. But I'm I get what you're. Sure. I do yeah. get what you're saying. The world is it's very. D- different. I think it's different. Yeah. It's the world different is this very time different. around. Well, right. what's happening is this douchebag from Inter Miami, who is one of those slimy <laughs> sports owners, <laughs> is literally really just think. dumping money into this situation. He's like, "I'm going to build a bigger stadium, and I hire, sign Messi to a jillion dollar deal, and it's going to make soccer great." And I'm going to talk about it for everyone who will listen. Someone, someone has to explain this MLS salary cap to me because it's it's definitely less than what they're paying Messi. Now I know that there's there's a little rule in MLS where it's a like a dedicated player, like they're allowed to to yeah. have two players be dedicated players, and they're allowed to have an increase in their salary. But I still think there's a. I thought there was a cap on it, like fifty million dollars. I mean, that's that's probably a higher than the worth of a lot of the MLS teams, give or take. I could be wrong about that. <laughs> You're probably not wrong, Mark. But it's yeah, there's those caveats. I started reading about it and then got overwhelmed. But yeah, like exactly <laughs> what you said. Like there, there's like loopholes a bit, right? No. Um, oh yeah, I was just gonna say like I'm a little bit more pessimistic. I think that I feel like this hype's gonna die in like 
six months or so, or maybe after the season yeah. ends. Like, yeah, I don't know. Just because, like you guys are saying, it has happened before. And, like, I mean, he's still an excellent player, right? But, like, Miami, maybe if Miami starts playing better, that'll help. Like, they're pretty low, if not the lowest, right, in the league. Oh, uh, yeah, I think they're the worst they, team in the league. They got to oh, start wow. getting some wins. <laughs> like, they're not, like, America's team right now by any means. You know what I mean? But I people are going to go watch him play. That's the thing. I mean, like, our grandparents? Yeah. I mean, who lives in Miami? Floridians? <laughs> like, I don't understand. <laughs> Could always fly to Miami. That's true. Yeah, That's probably not what that people bad of a flight. Yeah, I know. I, I think I the know. real question for football in the U.S. is revenue. Yep. And, I mean, we talk about it all the time. We've talked about US. it, yeah. Um, sports can't pay players if they don't make any money. Mm-hmm. And I don't see soccer ads still. I don't. There's a bunch on Apple TV right now. Well, when I mean, it's because they the bought soccer recently. for a ju- for a jillion dollars. Well, that's why yeah, it's on Apple a, TV. A lot of people are on Apple TV, and that's it's front true. and center on that that site. So there's instant exposure. I I still see some some ads on on ESPN, not as much as they and, used to um, be. Yeah, the World Cups on Peacock. I watched the Vietnam um, U.S. game on Peacock. So I mean, they're promoting it. So that's cool. I'm going to next topic. <laughs> and to speak now about overpaid footballers um killian mbappe probably one of the best footballers in the world is working through the final stages of a new contract with saudi arabia's newly acquired al hillel for reported 770 million dollars yep you heard that right 770 million this would make his contract worth more than and this really blew my mind the top 15 paid players in the nba uh, this comes after his current team, Paris Saint-Germain, has made it clear that he either needs to sign a one-year extension or be shut out of the, shut out as a first-team player all season. So this deal feels insane, um, like completely insane to me. I read it three times. I was like, is this really what's happening? Christian Ronaldo just signed a massive deal, however, with another Saudi team, Al Nasir, back in January. And it seems to be the trend. And so how do we feel that these deals are impacting the football world? And what happens to a sport loved by the, everyone? the whole world over when all the superstars are playing in one place. I believe very recently Mbappe actually rejected that deal, which is nice, that, to, which well. is like nice literally to hear. this oh, okay. week. Like yesterday. It was yesterday. Oh, yeah, wow. I think okay. I saw it during yeah, something I was watching yesterday. Um, and Messi was also uh, offered a contract in that, in that same Saudi league and he rejected it. So hmm. it's good to hear Probably that not. Cristiano did not. Well, Damn. you know, he's he's a different kind of human. That is true. His <laughs> wife has a Netflix show now. It's it's good to hear, hmm. though, that, you know, there are some standards to some of these large professional athletes. Uh, I mean, we kind of saw it with the whole live tour and, and the PGA as well. Like there were oh, some yeah, that, that were just incredibly loyal to the PGA because live was backed by some people from Saudi Arabia as well. Now, that ultimately merged, but that's another story. But uh, it's mm. it's good to see though that you know that the, uh, some athletes are not willing to you know to to essentially sell their soul just for some money. I mean, like a whole a whole lot of money though. A yeah, whole lot of money. So hard now, to comprehend. Like <laughs> <laughs> it's like a whole. Here's lot a of million money. dollars. Okay, yeah, I'll kick the ball. I <laughs> mean, if the if the if the Saudis were to offer yeah. us thirty Seriously. million dollars to do this podcast, would we take it? Yes. I really need thirty million dollars. <laughs> shut, shut your face. I'll, I'll work in chains uh, for thirty mil, baby. Jeez, <laughs> it's hard to deny yourself, you know, this generational wealth that literally your family could be set 
forever. Yeah. Like, what would you do even... with a billion dollars, man? Forever. That yeah. man is like 32. Jesus Christ. Know. I'm now suddenly realizing that my podcast partner is a whore. <laughs> yes you've known this for years mark <laughs> you'll just see like a message on the next episode we've sold out to the saudis <laughs> we just become the announcers for the uh for the saudi league oh, god. oh my god that'd be that, that'd be funny i don't uh, you know if, if that situation presents itself then we'll talk about that a little more but. yeah we'll we'll cross that bridge when we come to it <laughs> you wouldn't take 30 million to do this that's an awful lot of money shut up a lot of money well of if money. the saudis are willing to pay us then I, that means that other people probably might be willing not to pay us that 30 much. million dude <laughs> you don't Holy know that you don't know your worth 200 dollars <laughs> yeah. uh, here's five dollars in a pickle you pick. yeah right <laughs> i take five dollars in a pickle i love pickles yeah. jesus Steph Christ. says she would take the money yeah, you yeah. would, Steph. Hell yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. I guess I'm working with the Saudis now. <laughs> I mean, with sports, no, monopolies are a good thing, in my opinion, right? Because it is nice to see the best <laughs> play each other, way. right? Like, honestly, like, that's what I didn't like about Liv. It was tearing those guys apart, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. It was nice turning on a tournament and seeing them all playing each other. Uh, it would be cool, I think, if there was a all-star soccer league that just had the best of the best. Uh Maybe not Saudi and, Arabia. And that that is yeah. actually so there was a else. there was another like a super league that was kind of proposed a while ago that would take some teams away from the Champions League. I think that was shot down. Yeah. Uh, and that one I think would been more Europe centric. Mm. George, did you watch um do you watch Ted Lasso? I do not. Okay. Oh, you gotta see that. I was gonna say, so the current season of Ted Lasso without giving anything away, there's a portion of it which is talking about all the major teams in the Premier League getting um Saudi ownership and everybody um pretty much it wasn't Saudi, it was a little different, but it was what they it were going a, for. Yeah, it was a new yeah, super yeah. league that they were trying to do just they, with like they were some making super a super league people. and then they were talking about what they would do in the super league, what's they would have all the same players and they would just raise prices because they're the super league. Mm-hmm. And so the so like the moral qualm in the show was like what do you do where a town that's built around this club and everybody who's there can't afford to go to games anymore? Like, what does that turn into? And this is what this feels like to me. Yeah. Um, Tough for those guys. I guess. <laughs> it would be interesting to follow this though. And just, just see, I just want to see how, where this develops though, because it's what is stopping them from just instead of like, if this doesn't work and with their own league, just chomping other leagues up in Europe and just buying everything. I mean, like they're not going to stop. Right, no. I mean, they, they did been, it to the PGA. They're going to do okay, it Okay, it's been... Let's think about the time period, right? So it's been less than a year. They already stole Christian Ronaldo. They almost stole mm-hmm. Mbappe. The only reason Messi is not playing for them is dealing the MLS. So, I mean... No, Saudi actually down? offered him more money. The Saudis yeah. actually offered him more. Really? Yep. Wow. crazy. So, I mean, there is, like, somebody over there who wants to steal all the biggest footballers in the world because they want it to be popular and, and that's what yeah. the articles were talking about they want it to be popular in saudi arabia because they love they love it and they're rich yeah so they're, they're just, just buying it almost just buying the pop culture sports and like that kind of thing that was bred elsewhere and now they're, they're trying, trying to out yankees trying to the the buy football they're trying yeah. to out yankee the yankees that's <laughs> what they're trying face. to do right we're terrible this year <laughs> terrible well, that that's because the mets outspent you that's right and also because we're bad at baseball i guess 
Hey, Aaron Judge should be back this weekend. Yeah. Beat the Mets yesterday too, by the way. Just running out of there. But <laughs> sorry, Jeff. Oh yeah, I'm not sorry, Jeff. <laughs> I'm not sorry. <laughs> fast as fast can be. The next topic will be. So as was reported last week, running backs are getting the shaft when it comes to long-term contracts, while it seems all other positions are getting big dollars. This has seemingly trickled downhill to rookies as well as all three first-round uh, quarterbacks, Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, and Anthony Richardson, each signed four-year contracts worth $38 million, $36 million, and $34 million, respectively, that are all wow. fully guaranteed. Now, it's not just quarterbacks, as the number three overall pick, edge rusher Will Anderson Jr., number five pick, cornerback Devin Witherspoon, and number six pick, offensive tackle Paris Johnson Jr., also received fully guaranteed contracts. Now, this trend actually started in 2021 when the first 28 overall draft picks signed fully guaranteed deals. So, everyone, why are NFL franchises giving fully guaranteed contracts to rookies? So they play with them. But why? They seem so reluctant to give it to veterans that are proven. I, it seems kind of flipped on its head. We've been talking about this for literally a year. 30 million for maybe a Super Bowl quarterback is a bargain. It's a bargain, guys. And there is like so there's like a, a, uh, a scaled salary cap when it comes to contracts for rookies, like depending on where you're drafted, you're only allowed to offer like this amount of money or something like that. But they haven't really started this whole trend with fully guaranteed until 2021. But why are you this is supposed to be an investment like uh, why are you offering fully guaranteed contracts to people that really haven't done anything? Yeah, it must be worth the gamble to them, to John's point, to keep them because it is a it's a mm. cheap deal compared to anybody who's played in the league. Right. Yeah. So you and just they, yeah. wing it and hope for the best. Right. If a couple yeah. stick. I mean, what's 30 million dollars to the, you know. Tennessee Titans like who cares yeah. <laughs> well like, uh, so a rookie can't uh, in the first year can't make that much like they're only making like a million dollars the first yeah. year right must be worth it to retain the guys right for the yeah. worky tech yeah. contract yeah I agree though they haven't proven anything right like how many flops are there in the NFL draft uh, and the big the big thing about NFL contracts yeah. too is they're highly incentive based like yeah. NFL doesn't do fully guaranteed contracts so they're not supposed to not they, for they running certainly backs. don't like to yeah <laughs> definitely not for running backs yeah <laughs> and I feel like that's the position that needs it the most <laughs> yep that's the one right that's the one <laughs> I saw a meme today talking about and we're going to get to it so I won't talk about it too much but Justin Fields he didn't get a call. The running backs just had a meeting, all the running backs in the league, to talk about the yeah. situation. And um, it was about Justin Fields get, not getting called to the running back meeting. And he looked, he was like what? reading this thing. It was from, it was from a Ratatouille, the, the chef, and he's reading this note. He's getting mad because he's not invited. But, you know, <laughs> I think the problem is the teams know that all of these guys could win a Super Bowl with them. They're all very young. They're all very athletic. They're all very talented. It just the scheme around a guy like CJ Stroud is dependent, right? Cause CJ Stroud is good enough to do anything with a good team. Is he? Yes, <laughs> he is. I'm he not is. fully convinced. We'll have yet to see. Okay. Will I'm not Levis fully isn't. And that's why Will Levis isn't in the conversation. Well, he also wasn't a first run uh, quarterback. <laughs> Cause and he lost. But Anthony Richardson. Oh, that man. I am excited. I mean, while he's man. an athletic freak, he, he is. Is he, does he really deserve a fully guaranteed contract? I am. 
so then, excited for Anthony Richardson to do a barrel roll over a defensive end. <laughs> Honestly. I I, I, I yeah. got a I got a question for your your fancy football league. How high will Anthony Richardson go in your draft? Um, the quarterbacks don't go super super high. Actually, I was just uh, talking about this no. when we talked about Joe Burrow's injury today. I'm hoping to steal one to cover that. Ooh. That would be great. Yeah, just I'm still looking. Steal one. I don't need anything. Right. I have yeah. everything kind of covered. That is a smart idea, though, John. And like I, I um. For my fantasy team in Rick's League, which I didn't mention last time, I've kind of been winging it. So I drafted Pat Mahomes as a rookie. And that yeah, doesn't he sat on like the bench. That it. doesn't sound like winging that, it. That part wasn't winging it. But when Cam Newton retired, I've since run with no, or at least like when he was in the Patriots. Cam I'm, Newton hasn't retired yet. Okay, fine. When he left the Carolina Panthers, I've been basically rolling with one quarterback on my team. So if Pat Mahomes gets injured, then I'm kind of screwed. Or when he goes on bye week, I'm like, eh. he just throws left handed if he gets hurt. Yeah. Or when he does on, do that. When, when they're in a bye week, I'm just like, <laughs> oh, I, can, I can just go without a quarterback. Do it. You go without a quarterback when he's no. the Chiefs are on bye? I have I have made some last second trades. He just does plug and play. Like, like, he does plug and play. Plug and play, plug and play rentals. It's magic. Yep. Whoever's like the third string quarterback in some team that just happens to be starting. My that backup week. is Derek Carr. So <laughs> if, if Burrow doesn't make week one, I am sad, but not that sad. George, you get into fantasy football at all? Yeah. He's in our league. Oh, he's in the league? He's in our league. Mark, you, <laughs> I didn't know that. Point. You I am point, not Mark. in the league, so I don't know aside from you, are, you guys. No, no, no. You are in. George is in our league. Oh, George's in our league. Uh, I don't even know what that's his name is, honestly. Totally not even. That's just... <laughs> yeah, George's like, been no, 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 a couple no, no, years in our league. That's what we're talking about. That's what I was yes. going to say. Like, So, yes, I do fantasy football. Thank you for <laughs> noticing. <laughs> oh my God. I'm sorry, George. I'm so sorry. This is oh, almost man. over, right? I can go. Or... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. That was amazing. No, in every way. but I mean, so Just George, in like in our way. league, though, I mean, as you know, we don't really have any quarterback incentives. So like there's no yeah. special scoring for them, which I've I've been trying to push actually a couple of years. I, I have up. the whole rule set all written down and just every time and we want to change it. I'm just like, eh. George, you're in the league this year. Right? You're going to you're going to play with us, yeah. right? Yeah, Nobody's answering sure. me, but but Pete and Tim and Mark. All right. Well, yes, Pete I would. I would do it again. Yeah. Yep. All right. Sounds good. There we go. Awesome. Even Welcome to the that. league, George. Welcome to the league. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. My first year. Excited to join. Yeah. <laughs> it's, literally, Mark, the, the, the ridiculous. He's been in the league for like four fucking years. Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I know. Like, great, I suppose. I did have no, some you high won scoring, scoring team. You won the scoring yeah, title yeah. literally yeah. last year. Not did last year, but the year before. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. You just had that was all it took. Cup and yeah. Stafford. They went wild that year. I don't yeah. remember yeah. what I had for breakfast this morning, okay? Like, I'm not going to remember who's in our league. That's <laughs> all good. Did you take you, your meds today, Mark? I, You know, the, the sad thing is I don't actually remember what I have for breakfast. And I have the same thing for breakfast every mm. single morning. If you made uh, quarterback TDs like six points, <laughs> uh, passing TDs, or, or at least four points instead of three, and then uh, gave a higher percentage yards, but then penalize them more for interceptions that's, turnovers that's what, that's what the scoring yeah. is that's yeah. you know that's what i've always wanted in a fantasy or, football league you should get more points if your team wins like it sh mean? there should be a multiplier i think All if right. your team wins and multiplier. so I i've always wanted and and this will be the last thing we say because we're out of time but we did look this up when we were talking about this because pete really wanted um upper echelon quarterbacks to be better right and so I wanted them the to go in to the that, first round in our league. The regularly. fix to that for everyone who's listening is to what Pete just said. 
You change the points from what it is to 6-4. 6-4 scoring, that's what it's called. Mm -hmm. Six points for touchdowns, four points for interceptions. Because you'll see by doing that, good quarterbacks get a lot of touchdowns and throw not a lot of interceptions. Bad quarterbacks get a lot of touchdowns. Is that how it works? Yeah. And Go throw Kirk a lot Cousins. of them. I'm Kirk face. Cousins this year. <laughs> Kirk Cousins. I mean, there are so many guys that are examples, like Kirk Cousins, where he throws a lot of interceptions and they lose a lot, but he still is a pretty good redraft fantasy quarterback. Hey, 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 hey Lois. Let's get that next topic on, yeah? So after 10 months of talking and arguing about his contract, master of the deal, Saquon Barkley, just <laughs> agreed to his deal. Um, he took a one-year deal at $11 million. Uh, for the 23-24 season. Now, this deal itself is only the previous $10.1 million for the franchise tag, along with $900,000 in statistical incentives that, get this, are entirely... Ooh, say that again. Statistical incentives? Very good. Ooh. That's good, right? <laughs> um, that are entirely, and I mean entirely tied to the Giants making the playoffs. So this deal does not include any assurances that they would not place the franchise tag on him again in 2024. So my question, guys, is how did Joe Shoheen completely annihilate Saquon Barkley? And does this confirm our thought that the running back market is ruined? As well, um, will it affect Barkley's play this up- upcoming season? I don't know if Saquon got annihilated. I mean, he got he didn't, annihilated. He didn't, he, he's still getting paid ten million dollars at least. I would love All to right? be considered annihilated and get ten million dollars. <laughs> I mean, one year deal, right? That's yeah, yeah. The big Just thing. Keep, it, keep in mind, if he signed a long term deal, he while he'd be making more later, he wouldn't be mm. making so much this year. And that's why I don't quite understand why, like, especially running backs, why do they feel like they have to take a stand by sitting out a year? Like, oh, so you're not you're not going to make ten million dollars this year. In fact, you're going to make zero dollars. Like, right. how is that going to really affect change? Um, I mean, yeah. it's a lot of good it's running. Stri- ba- I don't it's know. It's a strike. Oh, good running back. It's like, just like the. I, I mean, it's not just like I'm not going to say that, but it is akin to a, a work strike. And if they feel like they're being treated unfairly, they decided to not play the game. Uh, do it doesn't jobs. work, though. It doesn't work. It'd be one it thing doesn't if work every because they're replaceable. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Very right. replaceable. Yeah. Very, very replaceable yeah. because the running back position in the NFL these days is a scheme position to just do something different. Th- this is something yeah. I forgot to actually mention last week. So did you guys hear what the Eagles did for this year's running back? No. They were, uh, so Miles Sanders, I believe, they were, he was supposed to either... Uh, sign for for seven million dollars or he signed with another team for seven million dollars or it was something like that so miles sanders no longer on the eagles so essentially there's a seven million dollar hole that they could have replaced with for miles sanders and they replaced them with four running backs four running backs four one of them do is one of them is uh one of the guys that's already there, I, uh, I can't really remember what his last name is now. Rashad like, Penny, guys. And so Rashad Penny's, Penny was one of them. The Eagles, huh? okay. um, in his sad, sad career, Rashad mm. Penny is now an Eagle. One of the guys he he's from... Do five carries a game, though, if you have that many running backs. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Seriously. But they, they, they were able to... Ha- they have four running backs the same price as Miles Sanders on, on their team. Yeah, DeAndre Damn. Swift, Rashad Penny, Kenneth Gainwell on my, fan- on my uh, dynasty team, and Boston Scott. Boston Scott. That is, yep. Those and are I had the to pick him. His name is Gainwell, right and he's a running back, guys. He gains well. So what does that? What does that tell you? I mean, that I mean, because it, the fucking position doesn't matter. That's what yeah. it tells me. But it, it does. Matter. It apparently does matter. Apparently, Philadelphia is the journeyman running back destination because those guys are all like, oh, yep, 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 yep. Well, DeAndre are, Swift is still pretty young. I mean, he's he yeah. 
and he he's a that's very a that's a he's a potentially them, explosive mm-hmm. uh, running back because I mean he was stuff. pretty good at, at Detroit. Detroit. He just got mm-hmm. hurt. Mm-hmm. Rashad Penny, first round pick in 2019, yeah, 2020. Yeah, something. for Seattle. Yeah, for running back now. For Seattle. Um, getting a little long in the tooth, but signs of genius every once in a while when he doesn't have a broken knee or a broken ACL. <laughs> <laughs> Should yeah. I drop him this year, Pete? I think it might be time. I don't, I don't know. He's been hurt, he's been hurt so much. He's been hurt so much. He's played the equivalent of like four games or something like that. Yeah, it's like a car you keep in the garage. Is that how it works? <laughs> yeah, it's... we're still talking about Saquon, right? Because it sounds a lot like him. But... Oh, <laughs> no. yeah, but he's at least had good seasons. Yeah, thank God the Giants didn't overpay another player that had one good season. Fourth but, yeah. highest rusher in the <laughs> yeah. league last year, so he was hurt for most of what is that twenty one. Um, so yeah. we paid, I mean, we were terrible in twenty one and and um, twenty twenty two. I think he missed a, a and lot he bar- that yeah. year. Hurt a lot in twenty. So mm. good in nineteen, good in twenty two. Um, I like him. I think he's a good running back for yeah. sure. Uh, I just wouldn't like. If you look at the Giants much. offensively last year, yeah, I think I agree. that they do actually need him. For being yeah. the forty Absolutely. billion, the for, yeah. yeah. To being the forty million dollar man, Danny Dimes also <laughs> maybe bottom quarter in thrown touchdowns. I he think would he's not important be a first round pick in our fantasy league. I don't know he the Darren not. Waller effect. I think is going to be huge for the Giants. I think this year. that's very big. I was very happy mm-hmm. when they signed him. Uh, he's been on my fantasy team. I don't what know. What were the, the Raiders team. thinking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Waller's great. I mean, I think the Raiders are kind of poorly managed. Kind of. So the Raiders were about to make the playoffs last season. And I guess dude had a fight with Derek Carr and they were like, you know, you've been starting and we're close, but let's go with the rookie. We're going to go with the rookie, you guys. I think yeah, it's smart. Carr was, was right to. Yeah, like, he's like, fuck you guys. I'm out. Back. <laughs> yeah. I think oh, McDaniel just wants to put together another Patriots team. I mean, he signed Jacoby Myers, a former Patriot. He signed Jimmy G, a former Patriot. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he asked Gronk and Tom Brady to, to play. I mean, Brady's a part <laughs> owner of the team now. So, you uh, know, really? That's true. Yes. I did not know go. that. Owner player. I stand there corrected there. I was about to say, <laughs> like, like, even it. the Patriots can't be the Patriots anymore because of, they don't have Brady. But hey, I guess these guys have Brady. They got baby Gronk, though. The, the Raiders have... Oh, they do have baby Gronk. I don't know. I, I thought McDaniels learned from his stint in the Broncos, and it turns out he just he did not. decided to make worse mistakes. Mm. He did not. Hey, baby. Do you want a next topic? When I had first heard that the movies Barbie and Oppenheimer were coming out last weekend, I personally wasn't really all that interested. I mean, the concept of a Barbie movie seemed a little too gimmicky, and I'm not usually one for historical dramas in theaters. Now, apparently, I was one of a very small group, as both movies did very well above expectations, with Oppenheimer grossing over $80 million and Barbie getting $155 million. Won the weekend, apparently. And opening weekend. Uh, now... Barbenheimer weekend, baby. Barbenheimer. uh, Now, for me, these recent Hollywood victories have only shined a light a little bit more on the ongoing strikes for the actors and writers. So, everyone, have we seen either movie yet? And with the recent successes of Barbie and Oppenheimer, hurt or help the writers and actor strikes? I saw both, guys. We did mention that. I saw both. I haven't seen (laughs) Barbie. Because I've talked about it. Which one did you like better? I liked Barbie better. Yeah. Wow. I did. I'll tell you what. And, And so here's the deal. Um, Oppenheimer will win Oscars. Um, yes. Killian, Killian Murphy is genius. He's, yeah. he is just like maybe one of our greatest actors currently. 
Um, and he I all think, he does is Christopher Nolan films. <laughs> well, I mean, this is his first Nolan film, Killian Murphy. No, it's not. Uh, he was Scarecrow. A, yeah, he was a bad Batman. guy in, in Batman. Yeah. And he yeah. was in whatever the other uh, war movie that he that Nolan did. Do we Dunkirk? really do? Do we really? I want think it was that. Was to, it Dunkirk? I mean, okay. sure. Dunkirk, yes, thank you. The yeah. Batman movies were very good, but do we really want to rake Christopher Nolan for the Batman movies when he's made things like The Prestige and Interstellar? Never heard of those movies. Batman. I, mean, I, <laughs> I think The Dark Knight certainly can, because I mean, that that's... I love that Batman trilogy. I mean, I did. it was yeah, a very was really good, good Batman movie, and I love superhero movies so much more than I should at 42 years old, <laughs> but... But still, hey, you said last I'm, week you weren't 42. Christopher Nolan <laughs> is a serious director, and I'm oh, yeah. just serious, like a good director. Yep. I don't know. Um, the Barbie movie was so interesting because I expected drivel, just like everyone else in the whole wide world. I have an 11 year old. I wanted to have a night. Uh, uh, you know, we just went for Sunday for fun, and it was awesome. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. Um, but the movie was interesting. They talked about like. They talked about society. They talked about the patriarchy. It made me cry. I mean, like this movie wow. was like actually surprisingly good. And I and the reason I'm talking about it is because it literally blew my mind. I was just like, "What is happening?" Now I, I almost I almost actually phrased the question this way: With Barbie doing so well, is Margot Robbie now a box office draw again? Because she's had some not so good movies recently. Mm. I mean, you got to remember, pretty much. I, I don't know how they cast that movie like that. It's pretty much every famous man and woman in Hollywood <laughs> right now. It is incredibly cast. Well, Simu Liu is a, hmm. a surprise to me as a Ken. Yeah, Simu Liu was great. Alert. He was great. He's one of the Kens. There's a whole bunch of really interesting women as Barbies. They're all really like diverse and ethnic. And I don't know. I mean, maybe. So I'm going to precursor all of this. I might have just loved it because I'm really pro, um, pro my daughter, and I think that it was a very good, <laughs> it was a very good movie for her to see as like, girl a, dad. like <laughs> as a ten year old growing up, figuring out what being a woman is is like. I think it was really, really good like that. Did she enjoy? And I'm going to stop talking because I talk about it too much. So, what yeah, do you guys George, think? George, what about you? Have you yeah. seen either movie yet? No, I don't do those sorts of things, but um, <laughs> it, I do have daughters, so I understand that part. But your daughters are small, so. Hmm? Yeah. Yeah. Even you learn a lot uh, as a man raising a, a woman. It's mm-hmm. uh, things I didn't know. And she's only three and it's wild. Uh, wild. <laughs> yeah. It's like every time I see a cheesy like dad commercial, I feel emotional. Mm-hmm. I've definitely cried more post kid than pre kid. I feel like. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. For sure. Now, Pete, let's get your thoughts on Oppenheimer. Did you think it was okay. it was a good it was made well? Yeah. Was it perfect? No. I mean, it's definitely not the best movie I've seen, but I really enjoyed it. And I think it was done well enough and the subject matter is heavy and important enough uh, where I think the two kind of came together into something great. Um, What visual effects would you have done differently, Pete? (laughs) (laughs) I gotta say the, all the weird, like the, the particle stuff, while if you would show me that, like in, in the beginning of the movie, right? Oppenheimer, the the character, you know, like the physicist, is often dreaming about like different, very quantum mechanics theories and things like that. And he just you keep seeing flashes of these like physics things happening, and it's and you know they're cool effects, but these days cameras are so good, and he was so 
heavily emphasizing, uh, you know, no CG and I'll get to that in a minute. Um, (laughs) I have a little beef with, with that. Um, and, uh, but those kind of cutaways to those effects were, are like things that honestly you can kind of, they're cool, but you can do them on a camera today. Like you can get incredible particle effects by literally just setting up a camera with the right lighting and a bag of flour and let it go in front of it with the correct lens and you get those kind of particles. So Pete, artistically, I read that completely, those scenes I read completely differently. Like Mm -hmm. I, from those scenes, I got like kind of a, like a mood set talking about his like kind of mental state at that point in his life. And because those were not like, him thinking in physics more than those were like him thinking in physics and having anxiety attacks because of it. Yeah. There could have been a little bit of that too. And I think that that was what I, at least the way I read that those scenes is that's what they were trying to portray is that all he could think about was the energy and the, like the unstable energy in the world. That's why the cutaway is to fire all the fire mentions in the beginning, all that stuff. Yeah. And I, and I think, I think the, intent was good i I just think the effect itself those could have been a little bit better the bomb was the bomb was awesome and the way they did i was a little surprised i don't want to give anything away in case you're going to go see it but the way that was shot and the way that was edited a picture and sound was like oh man it it has you on the edge of your seat at least it did for me um but my beef to bring this to a conclusion with this is that the whole thing is like no CG, no CG. And we had a similar thing. I was talking to my, my coworker, Rob, about uh, this same thing that happened with Top Gun, where they were all about, you know, everything in camera. No, no, nobody else had to do anything in post-production, which is complete bullshit. Um, <laughs> and Nolan went as far from what I've heard uh, as to basically leave out more than 80% of the people that worked in the movie because they were all visual effects artists. Well, that's like uh, no credit no like credit, in the credits no credit. Yeah. uncredited mm. people that slaved hundreds of hours maybe more on this movie over years get zero credit so the studio dean yeah so the studio dean egg did the majority of the work they're a big studio really good one um and i think they're one of their higher ups if not like the the owner of the studio basically like you know, ripped Nolan a new one and said like, here's the list. And they kind of made like their own credits for the movie. And like, these are all the people, every single person in the studio that worked on it. So that was cool. All right, real quick. Um, did, do we think those, these movies hurt or help the writer, uh, the writers and actors strike? Cause we didn't really talk about that. John. Um, I don't think it was, I don't think it's applicable, honestly. Okay. I, George? I don't think it matters. Yeah, I don't know. Without seeing him, or I don't know. Yeah, nothing. No right, opinion. Pete? P- <laughs> um, directly, no. I, I agree with you guys. Uh, indirectly, it it might be a platform where at least uh, this is an opportunity for the actors that were on those two movies and the writers to step up and say, hey, do you ever want to see anything like this again? Yeah. Fucking pay us. Well, I, th- I, I think indirect. I think you're absolutely right about that, Pete. Indirectly, it's going to have an effect. I mean, yeah. so, so there's a potential. And Florence Pugh... And a whole bunch of the other actors walked out of the red carpet when yep. it was announced. They just left. Yeah. Um, I think, though, it is very clear that movies take a long time to make. And these movies have been in production for multiple years. And it has no relation on the fact that they struck in 2023 of a movie that they filmed probably in 2020 or 2021, right? Oh, yeah. And wrote even before that. 
and wrote even before that. Right. right. So that's why I'm saying, yeah, no, no direct correlation. But I mean, it may bring awareness. Hey, we can they can still make good movies, but you need these people to be supported to do it. I'd be a little afraid that people don't realize that next. You know, Mm -hmm. like people don't realize it takes years, and then they would court like, "See, look at everybody's on strike, and these movies came out, and they're fine." You know what I mean? Like the general public could definitely have that. Hello, I am French angry vampire man, and now I will be introducing next topic. And so we're going to keep on that track. Um, uh, SAG-AFTRA, the Union for the Screen Actors Guild, is on strike, just like we talked about, for the first time since 1960. And there are many reasons they're striking, but the main ones are pay. And so the stat is 87% of the guild only earns $26,000 annually. And and the one we're going to talk about, AI protections. And so Netflix, not having any of it, just posted an AI project manager position for as much as a whopping $900,000. And so in an example of life representing art, this is exactly the premise of the new episode of Black Mirror. And so in this episode, just to kind of go over the beginning of it, uh, the service Streamberry starts a show mimicking a viewer's life as it happens, where the actors are also AI generated. And so what do we think about Netflix's inability to read the room and the future of AI generated uh, content where both actors and writers and related AI projections being asked for the, uh, by the WGA? This is bound to happen, right? Bound like even, to happen. Even, even without the, the writers and the actor strikes, this is bound to happen. Someone's going to experiment with AI and try to produce more and more content uh, entertainment content with, with, with AI generated, uh, you know, stuff. Uh, will will society kind of accept it? Uh, I mean, we'll, we'll we'll see. I guess it'll depend on what the story is and uh, and how lifelike the the AI uh, is for the for the actors. But um, I think personally, uh, uh, or rather initially, people are probably not going to accept it. Mm-hmm. And what if they uh, don't tell them. Well, yeah, that's, that's that's a very tricky. good point. It's a very good point. <laughs> what if they don't tell them. And so um, to, to add on to that, Netflix released. This is real. I don't know if it's actually real as in they, they did the show this way, but it is a real show on Netflix right now called Deep Fake Love. And so it's a dating show where they're taking of course couples. It's a dating show. Of course, it's a dating <laughs> show where they're taking couples yeah. and they're putting them in different pools with different men and women. And they're showing them videos of their significant other doing things that would generally make you pissed off and asking them whether or not it happened. And I don't know if it's staged. It could be staged. But the videos are crazy. Like, like your significant other is sitting next to someone and they show them like kissing or making out or doing stuff that would you just they wouldn't be doing. Right. And so and so the game is, well, did it happen? Oh, man. Isn't that fucked up? I don't like any of this. This is a very like dark road that this can all go down. This is the dark timeline again. Yep. <laughs> and, and and I bring up that episode and you guys should all watch it. It's very good. It's very worthwhile. It's only I don't an have hour. Netflix. Well, just <laughs> friggin' do something about that. <laughs> <laughs> I told Pete to watch it last night. I don't know if he did. But I, I didn't um, get a chance to, unfortunately, the, but I, the, I, I like the add on premise of it is that um Sam Hayek who plays um in the show in the fake show on the fake show, Sama Hayek the, the story goes that she, oh, I just signed, you know, Netflix paid me a bunch of money and I just gave them my likeness um, for like, you know, uh, uh, so they make some high do all this really crazy things because the person whose life is getting mimicked is doing crazy things to try to make some high be mad at them. Right. 
That's interesting. Uh, so yeah, I wonder, can they use the, the that Selma Hayek likeness and like whatever they want now? Yeah. That's. I mean, it didn't really happen. Part of the show the premise, but like, what right. if that happened? Like, what if somebody super famous signed a very big deal for their likeness, and then their likeness started doing really terrible shit, or just started appearing in every single Netflix series? Yeah. Sure. Right. Like, and, and the, like Selma Hayek in the Tiger King. Selma <laughs> yeah. Hayek. Tiger King, I love but it. But Selma Hayek herself doesn't actually get any money for it, which is part of the reason that yeah. actors are on strike. You know, you pay them once to digitally make a copy of you forever that they can do whatever they want with. It's kind of it's debasing too. Well, the strike is a little bit different <laughs> than that, but well, yeah, because uh, it has it's, but it's it's kind of along the same lines though. It's not that the far main off. arm of the strike that should be the fact that most of the guild. I mean, we know some people in the Screen Actors Guild um, we do. who aren't actors, right? Um, but most of the guild doesn't make a ton of money. No, the overwhelming majority don't. The actors don't make a ton of money. Um, the Rock mm. just made a seven-figure seven donation figure, yeah. Yeah, seven to the Screen Actors Guild. Either today or yesterday. Yep. Just to like, here is the money you need to do the things that you need to do while this is yeah. happening. Because I am That's a very like, rich very man. Very top-heavy, right? Like just like a lot of oh, things yeah. become right? absolutely so, absolutely sure. yeah. like is the rock even in the guild anymore was he ever in the guild yeah right you but do have he, some big you know, name I'm actors sure he was at once <laughs> yeah there are some big name actors that are on the picket lines though which yeah. is refreshing to see so it, it is it is with the with streaming it is interesting the fact that i mean john i know we know how much you love broadcast tv but that like so tv shows would have like 20 to 25 episodes in a season meanwhile now all these streaming se- seasons they have they have like they uh, eight, eight uh secret, secret invasion them, secret invasion they just had the season finale it was six episodes that's it but that- oh wow but that movie cost, you know, when you're making hour long movies, you, you're making six hour long movies or 10 hour long movies. I mean, the, what was the budget of the most of the, the of um, Wheel of Time, Pete? Wheel of Time was, is actually. What, what was the budget of Lord of the Rings? Yeah, you know, Lord like, of the Rings is the big one. Yeah, Wheel of Time and four, should have gotten Lord of, Ring, Lord of the Rings. But, budget. All right, but, but those are bad but, examples because those are big budget ones. But there's no, but a lot of smaller budget. But there's a lot of smaller budget ones that are like eight, ten episodes long. I don't think there are. So they're not. Well, that's that's the whole thing with with why the writers and and the actors are on strike, because it's harder to find long, like good jobs now that last for a while. Well, it's also the royalties are all screwed up, too. That's the the big one. That's the big one. Um, I think that and and this is the reason that I can't watch broadcast television anymore is broadcast television is terrible. (laughs) <laughs> the, the the effects are terrible the writing's terrible the acting's terrible and it's because the money is all in streaming money's always streaming yep. you know you have the bat you know one of the reasons i'm a yankee fan when you have the best in a place they do the things better it's just what <laughs> happens but the yankees don't have the best john no they're all injured because they, like to, hire, they like to hire old people <laughs> There's an angels pitcher that would like to come over. No, there, he's not being traded. <laughs> a pitcher hitter. He's not being. They, the angels officially said they are they are buyers in this trade uh, deadline, mm, and they are not moving Otani. Wow. They're going all in on Otani, which they should. They should. Free agencies around the corner. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> There's more than enough players who'd like to be Yankees. George is right. Yeah, you, you can you yes. can spend another two hundred million dollars on a broken and we job. will. Yes, once we get Rodan cleaning the stadium at night, 
<laughs> we can save a lot of money. The next topic. In response to last week's episode, we're going to talk about pickleball. <laughs> For those that do not know, pickleball was invented in 1965 near Seattle, and the court's dimensions are the same as a doubles badminton court uh, and played with wooden paddles and a net height slightly lower than a tennis net. Uh, the pandemic brought popularity to the sport since the upfront costs and difficulty are relatively low, and it has continued to stay popular as the Association of Pickleball Professionals, that's right, there's something Whoa. called the Association of Pickleball Professionals, say more than 36.5 million people played from August 2021 to 2022, and they're predicting a 14% uptick this year. So everyone... Have we tried to play pickleball or do we have any interest in playing pickleball? And do we think the phenomenon will last? So my insight in this is different. Um, <laughs> we have a friend whose father plays pickleball and talks to the mayor about it all the time. Ooh. So <laughs> we're going to have him on, I think, the show. I talked to him about it this weekend. He's, he's, he's grandpa age, but awesome. Um, I haven't tried it yet. I don't think I have an interest in playing it, but I think that the interest around it is really interesting. You should try I it. Yeah, I should try it. You should try it. I'm busy, think, you know, recording a podcast all the time. Well, <laughs> it doesn't take that long to play it. And I'm sure there's a lot of, like, tennis courts that have been re retrofitted to um, now pickleball courts. The JCC, right are... by our, the JCC right by our house does it. Hmm. There you go. Yeah, I played you pickleball buy... in high school. I did, too. Pickleball in high school. I did, too, actually. So it's been around. Can you guys tell us about the rules of pickleball? I would like to know. Teach me. With a ball and a hard paddle that's all i know <laughs> <laughs> the rule the rules are very similar to to table tennis or ping pong okay um you're supposed to um you know kind of go on the opposite side of the court when you're serving so and then there's like a there's a zone that you're not allowed to like go into and it's supposed to hit in uh, the ball supposed to bounce in that area or something like that it's a lot of fun to play um it's easy to play hard to master i would say um, okay. Okay. And they are showing, I believe, ESPN two actually showed the national pickleball tournament very All the recently. Way up to the two, wow! Oh, nice. yeah. the Ocho. I'm from the Ocho. Yeah, yeah. 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 big, big TV. Wow! <laughs> Wouldn't you know? But I, I, so you can buy uh, a pickleball set on Amazon, not a sponsor, for about you know twenty dollars, and um, you come. It comes with but two pounds in a ball. Be. Comes with two pounds <laughs> in a ball. That's and. Way. That, yeah. that's that's all you really need you got everything else well. <laughs> yeah it's a cheap sport that pretty much any age and skill level can play right like i think that's why it's taken off um i played it with some friends pre-pandemic so this is you know a few years ago now um mm. and it was fun like i had a good time doing it and like semi-athletic guys playing it i guess but like i could see definitely like a 60 year old you know I don't want to equate it to like bowling quite but like it's definitely <laughs> like something you can play into your elder age okay it's Although I do know someone, movements. I do someone that pulled their calf muscle by playing pickleball. So I want to know what Sadie corrected. thinks about pickleball, Mark. She's okay with it. Yeah. I, actually, I think she has a set and we've, we've talked about playing. We haven't done it yet though. Uh, for those who don't Mark's may or may not remember. Pro. That's right. She, uh, oh. we, she was on, she was on season one. She's a tennis pro, but uh, yeah, we've talked about playing pickleball. In fact, I'll, maybe I'll call her mm. after this and we'll, we'll, we'll maybe try Sadie, so kick Mark's played... ass in pickleball. Do it. Oh, she, yeah, she'll totally say, kick my ass. She, she, she would annihilate you, probably. She'll totally kick my ass. <laughs> oh, you're supposed oh, to right. serve underhand, too. You don't serve okay. overhand. Yeah, okay. right. So can you do, like, 
ping pong style serves where you can get Absolutely. like crazy, like oh, crazy, different crazy spins spin. in the ball. I put a I was, crazy yeah. spin on my pickleball serve. Uh, my, my brother in ping pong was ridiculous. He'd be like, okay, how do you want me to beat you this time? And <laughs> he, he would do it a different way. Like, you know, it was like, you'd see this ball coming at you and I swear it would do like an S and every time he hit it, it would go straight up and off the table. And you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> like how? <laughs> and he's laughing. George, have you played pickleball recently? Yeah, like three years ago, probably something like okay. that. Th- that was the uh, pre-pandemic. Well, you mentioned it, you mentioned yeah, a while yeah, ago, yeah. but I, I didn't I like, know like yeah, not super long ago. Yeah, mm-hmm. George has three fun. under five. Three years ago was that's recently. true. It is hard. It is hard yeah, to it, yeah. It's hard to when you have three. <laughs> I don't know. When the kids outnumber the the grownups, I I understand how that's. And when they're all it was probably actually little. five years. I think I don't think I had a kid at the time. So yeah, it was at least five years ago. Mm, so it was yeah. a while ago, but like more recent than high school, I guess. Okay. I like it though. I like some like obscure sports like that. Honestly, I like watching cornhole and stuff when it's on TV because yeah, and axe throwing. Ball, but, axe throwing sorry. is on TV too. <laughs> oh, there yeah. You know. No, I like watching an that abundance stuff, honestly. of axe bars. By the way, Mark, for the next time you come up, you know, I'm yeah. starting to get really good at axe throwing. Really, yeah, we gotta, we gotta yeah. go out and do that. Yes. Like, so let's fun. go do axe. Throwing. Love axe throwing. It's because I love darts. That's why I love axe. Yeah. Throwing. Oh, there we go. I play. So some I'm gonna darts need to too. try pickleball. When I was, uh, uh, for those that don't know, I have some some gut disease issues that crept up. Uh, welcome to forties, to your forties. Um, what does this uh, have to do with pickleball? I don't I'm, know. I'm what getting he's there. Talking about. I'm getting there. So when I went for my uh, <laughs> eight week infusion of of meds to to treat that, there was a guy that was in the seat across from me and they're like, Oh, you've lost a lot of weight. And he's like, yeah, I've been playing a lot of pickleball. It's been great. Can you talk like that old man for the rest of the episode? please? No. <laughs> so, oh, Never heard an old from... man talk like that. Yeah. <laughs> don't believe don't anything know. else you've said. <laughs> it was something like that. I swear he talked exactly like that. And Pete, he was I'm, a, I'm, he was I an avid, like I was there an avid pickleball player. <laughs> Pickleball, huh? Yes. Yeah. Oh, and he had a laugh too. He was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Chip, chip, <laughs> All right. I think I we know. are so good at radio. Really, really <laughs> good at it. <laughs> like the best. Best well, that ever was. I definitely have a good face for it, for the radio part. Yeah, you not, 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 not the Aww. video part. I'm a bunch of handsome devils. Anybody who's, who's listening and not watching, you, so you should watch. I think that's Craig important. got pretty sad about that one, Pete. Too. Craig got so very sad. Uh, yeah, Craig makes better. me he makes me very uncomfortable. By the way, I can't <laughs> stop great. looking at the picture of him. <laughs> Are we ready? Did you Did you know what this is, Mark? I know what it is. It's the heard? final topic. The final topic. Throw these headphones across the room. <laughs> Oh, it's oh, my favorite. <laughs> it's really very good. I'm George, so I, 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 I heard that song on the radio like last week, and all I heard was John and I singing "Final Topic" as opposed to "Final Countdown." It was kind of it was <laughs> Pete, glorious. Left, it's it's my favorite thing. I left the Flopatron in last week's episode because oh, it's yes. amazing. Flopatron. Yes. And so uh, Pete's been telling me to use questions that I've been repeating, so I'm going to do one of them now. Um, so gone are the days <laughs> of a movie you just had to finish when you saw flipping through the channels. And so I was thinking about this question. I got to thinking, do I miss regular old TV? Is the ease of one bill, many channels, and the freedom of just seeing what was on and having something you've seen a million times on as background sound? And so we've talked about it a lot on the show. I am a content devourer for sure. And I just can't watch network dramas anymore. But do you guys miss cable? 
Also, what is your favorite must-watch movie? Just for examples, mine are a toss-up between Shawshank, Pulp Fiction, and Fight Club. So I don't miss cable hmm. because I pretty much have cable. I stream YouTube TV, which has like all the cable channels that I want, uh, with the exception yeah. of Nesson. Nesson, it doesn't. I can't see Red Sox games anymore unless they're nationally televised. Sad Panda. Very sad Panda. Uh, but I, so I can, I, and it's got an unlimited cloud DVR. YouTube TV, so, not a so sponsor. So then I would say that you, you do miss TV because you haven't gotten rid of it yet. But I yeah, found right, a way to get around it. Yeah. I've gotten a way around it. Is it though? Because so it's this is why. Because, but I. It sounds it, like it, it essentially is TV, but it, it doesn't cost like nearly as much mark. as cable. It doesn't cost nearly as much as cable. This is why you can't afford a Netflix account. <laughs> I tell you, <laughs> because I've been thinking about one of the services and the ones I've looked at with what I pay now for like very pared down TV, which is just like the the TV choice that we've talked about before. Mm. Um, it's more the Hulu one, the YouTube one. They're all more. Than, than they what are spect- than what spectrum well, is offering for pared down cable yes and no kind of um so it, mean, it's it, yes. yeah it, it depends on the bundle that you get because but... 60 dollars is less than 65 dollars in most countries okay <laughs> well all right fine john madden <laughs> i did the math around here though with the with the internet package that i have and my youtube subscription and all the other subscriptions i'm not paying for except for netflix i am still <laughs> spending less than what i would spend on cable that's great hmm. So it does work out, and and I can keep my YouTube TV, and but still, still watch. But you still, but you still flip through channels, though, right? No, not at all. I mean, I can if I wanted to. There's a guide and and whatnot. You have but the I, power. I pretty much watch the same stuff all the time. So let's talk about our favorite movies. Um, Ooh. I mean, Shawshank. I I definitely I could watch Shawshank anytime it comes on. Yeah, that's time. fantastic. Yep. And it's played on multiple uh, channels on YouTube TV. Not a sponsor. <laughs> um. Of course, any Marvel movie too. I'll watch anytime that comes yeah. on as well. But that's just called Disney Plus, though. What do you? Even before Bob what about you, George? You got off. one? Trying to think about it. Definitely a big mm. Back to the Future fan. Yes, oh, yes. Very that one high is on my list. Which Always, is your favorite? Back any one of the three is a must-watch if they're on TV. But which one is your favorite? Boy, it's funny to say that the cop-out answer is two. But right, but I love one, the original. I love one. I love one. Yeah. I agree. I agree. One is so it's sure. so charming. It's so but two is done. very very good. Two is very very good. It's yeah. cool. And, and is three just bad? No, it's, it's, it's my least favorite. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't hold up as yeah. well as the first two, and the first and the second one is well such. You don't hold up as well as the first two. It's true. It's amazing. The second one and just. Um, that it's to to go on in Back to the Future too. Like it's such an '80s, late '80s period piece in a way, and yet they got so much right about what happened in 2015, and they were one year off. Yeah, on the Cubs winning the World Series. Yeah. All right. First of all, it's yeah. just the Cubs that okay. they were off by one year. Right. We still don't see flying cars. We don't. We don't see hoverboards. Uh, uh, uh there is a flying car now being made for an affordable price, supposedly. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, I in, in 2035. 2035. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think we're going to make it. Only peak. 20 years off on that one. A classic of mine that I would always watch if it was on TV, Terminator 2. I yes. love it. That's yeah, one of my all-time yeah, wow. favorite movies. I yeah. love that movie. It's been a while since I've seen Terminator 2. I'm, I don't know. For some reason, I'm too. not a big Terminator fan. The second one's so good, fan. The second one is, I mean, of it's all incredible. the movies, the second one is the best one. Yeah, I, I honestly, I don't care for the ones after that a little bit. I don't know if I've ever seen so the original Terminator now. I think about it. It's, you should it's watch good, too. The original one's good. It's good. It's good. 
it's much more of a horror film than it is like a, a horror thriller than the second one is and the weird yeah. other guy that no one remembers that helped sarah like that whole movie oh that's that's uh michael bean it's john's dad yeah it's john's yeah. dad kyle reese mm-hmm. the character wow. Yeah. Nice. It's a deep cut Pete, right there. Well, Pete is a child of the 90s. <laughs> uh, that was the 80s. Yes. And also, same guy, Michael Bean, uh, played. Uh, what the frig was his name? He was one of the stars in Aliens, another James Cameron movie. So he was James oh, Cameron's yes. favorite actor. Oh, right. And he did technically have a whole scene in Terminator 2 that was cut from the final film. He was pissed about it. Can you see that cut scene? Yeah. Are you? Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know if they had a cut of the movie with it in there, but they definitely had the scene separated to show on like a special features on a DVD. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. Because I, I, I have seen it, but yeah, there's like a two and a half or three, almost three hour cut of that movie. That's really good. It's like Arnold as the Terminator trying to smile, and it's the most hilarious <laughs> thing ever. It's uh, Arnold, like, you know. Arnold may, Let's be may honest, be Arnold trying actor, to do any kind of acting is funny. But Arnold Arnold <laughs> yeah. acting like a robot trying to act was so, oh my god, it was so good. <laughs> it was amazing. I started doing comedies, right? It's just like, you're trash, right. can you just do oh. comedies? Because we're already laughing at you. Every time I'm on Netflix yeah, right now, sure. I see Arnold's new show. Twins was one of the best oh. movies, and, and Kindergarten yeah. Cop. I oh, yeah, see those again. Right. He did a good job at him, right? <laughs> yeah. Even did some of the same lines in The Terminator. It's not a tumor. <laughs> 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 it's fine. I just, oh, I just broke my coaster. Broke your coaster? Savage. No. That was the last Pete's bar coaster I had left. All right, Pete. Uh, All right. Circle, are we ready? Circle, circle the wagons. Press yeah. the buttons. Do the things. So that has been our 10 topics. We'd like to thank our guests for joining us this week. Thank you, George. Thanks, Thanks George. George. Thank you, guys. It was fun. Please follow or like us on our YouTube channel and our socials at If These Balls Pod on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and now Threads. Our now web- with a brand new banner. Yeah. Our website is www.iftheseballscouldtalkpod.com. This is Mark Pesci, and for my partner John Companion and producer Pete Steffen, that's what we feel they would say if these balls could talk. See everyone. Bye, Bye guys. Everybody. See you next time. Bye. If these balls-